What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW Double or Nothing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Double or Nothing 2022 pay-per-view took place this past Sunday. It is coming out to you guys on Tuesday because I had a hellacious weekend, so we weren't able to actually watch the pay-per-view live. We had to watch it on Memorial Day. It is actually Memorial Day at the time that we are recording this video. That's why I played a little Memorial Day song for you guys at the very beginning so hope you guys enjoyed it because i'm proud to be an american where at least i know i'm free and i wish someone would get these snowflakes the fuck away from me but anyway ladies and gentlemen enough about that that's not why we're here we're here to talk about aew and of course joining me here on the boochcast and in fucking studio praise jesus and all the angels in heaven he is here in the studio all the saints and martyrs and jesus did i say jesus yeah i think i did so anyway ladies and gentlemen he is joining me here he's been woken yep he's been broken absolutely and now well he's just broke ladies and gentlemen please welcome to boochcast the one the only the broke soulless ginger mr zach scott what's up dude dude that's yes it's me the broke soulless ginger zach scott genius speaking i'm not broke how many fucking times do i have to say when we do it over the phone it's so much more easier to do no it's not i promise I promise you it's not. <laughs> I promise you it's not. For well, example, for me, for me, that's important. Cause, yeah, it, it's, it's just—it's it, not easier. It's just more convenient for you because when you're in and the studio, convenient for you too. Really? Because you're talking a lot quicker now than you are when we're on the phone. So I rest my case. But anyway, we're here to talk about AEW Double or Nothing, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, this took place in Las Vegas, Nevada, like it always does. May I? Go ahead. Join me, please, sir. Viva, Viva 
Las Vegas, courtesy of the new, brand new Elvis movie coming out in June. And like I said before, folks, on an early variety show, Forrest Gump and Elvis Presley reunite. Vinny Vucci, go ahead. All right, so now we're going to jump right into this pay-per-view. Uh, we got... As we mentioned before, we don't do the pre-show, so we're not going to get into all that. You'll just have to figure it out for yourself. But we kick things off with the first official match of AEW, Double or Nothing. We have Wardlow versus MJF. What the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, Vinny? What the fuck? We, we, we for our last month or for, for weeks now, we're going to build this up, build this up. And it ends in 7 minutes and 30 seconds and 8 power bombs later. Okay, I want to pack out something green and wonderful here. I want to turn off the mic and turn up start things. Vinny, take over. I get mad. Motherfuckers, goddammit, you piece of shit, cocksucker. Go ahead. No, I want you to keep going. I think you got a lot more words you want to say. This is bullshit. Absolute disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, seven minutes and 30 seconds. We'll never get back. Fuck you. Why were you so mad? I wanted something a little bit more. I don't know. It's Wardlow and MJF. What did you think you were going to get? A five-star Meltzer match? No, like a three-and-a-half match. Not <laughs> this. <sighs> but what can you do? No, here's the thing. What I found hilarious about this was, um, obviously, Wardlow was going to win this match. It was inevitable. They were stupid. If MJF won this match, Wardlow might as well stay home and not join AEW because it would have been embarrassing with all the stupid shit that he had to go through to get to this point. What I found hilarious about this match is that Wardlow used one move the whole match. And here's the thing, I'm perfectly okay with that. Why? Because I care more about the story than I do about how many moves a guy uses in a fucking match. I don't need to see 20 different moves for 20 different fucking wrestlers. What I need to see is a, is a believable story and a competitive match that looks believable. And this looked believable. Wardlow did a hell of a job. But I also know this. The same motherfuckers that are going to be jacking their dicks at this fucking match are the same motherfuckers that would be like, well, this match wasn't good. This guy only used two moves. This guy only used three moves. This guy only used five moves. Why are they not using more moves? They don't fucking have to, you retarded ass Mark, okay? Wardlow used one move and made his point. Goldberg and Lesnar used two moves apiece and made their fucking point. And sometimes those guys end up having better matches than the guys who just do 20 different fucking moves in a match for no reason other than, look at what I can do! Over and over and over again. Yeah, like the, like the match we're going to get into next. But my point is, this was a good match. It did what it needed to do. I am sick and tired of watching all these matches that are like, this is a 20-minute time limit. And it goes like 19, 15, 19 minutes or 20 minutes, sometimes even 30. A match don't need to be that fucking long. You can make your point in a shorter amount of time. That way you don't have to try to put 12 matches on the fucking card because you want it there. Seriously, a standard pay-per-view, eight matches, two or three hours, get in, get out. We do not need all this extra shit because people don't know how to time their matches. And you got nobody back there that knows how to teach that, apparently. Or these people are just stubborn bastards who don't want to fucking listen. Because they're more concerned with stealing the show than putting on one. So, I love this match. It did exactly what the fuck it needed to do. It told the story, it made the point, and here's the best part. Because MJF is being such a problem in the locker room, I'm not surprised is how they booked it. He's being a dick in the locker room? Yeah, him and Tony Khan are at odds uh, right now. Uh, okay. Because apparently, here's the issue, and I'll get into it right now. We got time. We'll talk about it. Um, Because it's not detouring, because it's part of the subject. Apparently, MJF, his contract expires on January 2024. And there is talk that when his contract expires, he's thinking about going to WWE. He said if WWE offered him enough money, he would go. Why? He's a fucking businessman, and he understands the business. And he knows that... If He's going to go where the money is, like every other wrestler does. And he, and ultimately, he feels like he's not being paid what he should. And some people are upset about the fact that MJF, as good as he is, is not making as much money as the bigger names, like the Jerichos, the Punks, the Daniel Bryans, and the Moxleys. But here's what people don't understand. When MJF signed with AEW, when he joined three years ago, guess what? He was an absolute fucking nobody. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody cared who he was. He was an MLW just doing his thing. He came to AEW, got on TV. He was an acquired taste, but after a while, he got fucking over. And guess what? That's what you're supposed to do. But 
you still have to honor the contract that you signed. Now, if you're pissed off that people make more money than you, here's what you do. Because the one thing I've noticed about wrestlers lately is they lack so much professionalism, it's not even fucking funny. Here's what you do. You keep doing what you do, keep producing your matches, keep doing your thing, and when it comes time to renew your contract, then you can ask for more money. Then you can ask them to invest in you. But if you're already talking about wanting to go to WWE, and you're already being a dick to everybody on social media, why would I? Why would Tony Khan give you the money now? Not, why, 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 what's the point in investing the money when in two years, you're gonna go work for Vince McMahon? Does that make sense to anybody? How about you, Zach? Does that make any sense to you at all? No. Exactly. Do your fucking job. Keep kicking ass on TV. Keep getting over and then re renegotiate your contract. And I know there's some marks out there that are like, I can't believe that the MJF is making less money than all these other guys. First of all, the guys who made a lot of money when they came in, guess what? They were stars. They were fucking stars who made money in another company, who made their name in another company. That when your their name is mentioned, people know who the fuck they are. That's why they got paid the money they got paid. MJF was paid what he was worth at the time he signed the contract for the length of time that contract was supposed to go. And if you if your payoff's not, if you feel is inadequate, you go to the boss, sit down professionally, state your case, come to some sort of agreement or compromise and live to fight another day. But you don't bitch like a fucking child and expect people to just give you what you want. Now I know we live in a world where most people do that, but when you enter the real world, you realize it don't fucking work that way. So I'm t I, I believe MJF should be paid what he's being paid now. And then if he's going to stay in AEW, he should get a contract raise. In 2024, he most certainly needs to start making some fucking money. He's going to make it as much as the stars, if not more. Because he is definitely the highlight of AEW. But until he gets to his contract renewal... He needs to do what he agreed to do and honor his commitment. Or talk to WWE. See if you can get more money from them. Play one against the other. That's what businessmen do. Say, okay, Vince has offered me this, Tony. If you match it or beat it, I'll stay. But if not, I'm going. And again, that's business. You have to separate the business from the personal. I've learned this in life. You can like somebody personally, but if it's not good for business, you can't put them in a certain spot. Or you might not like somebody personally, but if it's the right thing to do for business, you put them in the spot they need to be in. Go make your paper. But MJF needs to honor out the remainder of his contract and stop being a whiny little fucking bitch. Be a fucking man and do your goddamn job. This is why people in their 20s shouldn't be making this kind of money. They don't know how to fucking behave. I hear you. So that's why I don't blame them for booking the match that way. Squash his fucking ass. That's what Tony Khan needs to do at some point. You need to flex your muscles and remind them who runs things around here. Because Vince ain't afraid to do that. It's like, oh, you want to disrespect me? All right, I'm going to make you job out in 10-second squash matches till you remember who the king dick is around here. You're going to learn today. That's what Tony Khan needs to do. He needs to remind MJF. I run AEW. This is my fucking company. When you signed with me, you were nothing. My company, my brand made you who you fucking are. I gave you the platform to build your brand. And if you can't respect my brand, I ain't paying you shit. Go to WWE. See if they give you the freedom I'm giving you. See if you can go out there and flip people off. Or act like a dick at autograph signings. Or no show an autograph signing. Like you did in Vegas. Do that. See, see, see if Vince lets you do that. See how that works out for you. Because a lot of people are saying, don't go to WWE, MJF. Don't go. They'll, they'll stifle your creativity. So Tony, Tony should realize he's got MJF by the balls. I don't know if he knows it. Yeah, WWE will give you more money. But are you willing to censor yourself? Are you willing to be a PG MJF? Because that's what you're going to be. And some of you guys are so... Obsessed with using cuss words. I don't. I think you wouldn't last one day in WWE. I challenge him. So that's what he's having there. So I'm glad. <laughs> Seven minutes, thirty seconds. You got powerbomb ten times. You got what you fucking deserve. Being a little shit. All right. You got anything else to say? You want to move on? Moving on. All right. We're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. God help us all. Uh, here we go. We have the Hardys versus the Young Bucks with Brandon Cutler. Um, no, it was a spot fest because one, he was against the dump fox with Brandon Cutler. I mean, kick, kick, flip, flip, one, two, three, but at least a right tag team one. Baby, go ahead. I'm a little upset with Zach right now. Oh boy, here we go. I'm gonna tell you why. Mm -hmm. See, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. while I was out of town, mm -hmm. Zach was supposed to have watched Double or Nothing. 
But he didn't. Now, I was home watching Double or Nothing. I planned on watching it, then calling him, then bringing him to the house. Till he called me earlier today and told me he hadn't seen it yet. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me. So he comes over to the house as I am watching the pay-per-view. And I sat through the Hardys versus the Bucks. I wanted to vomit, but I got through it. My only saving grace is that the Hardys won. Zach shows up. He wants to sit and talk. I'm like, dude, I got to finish some stuff. So you watch here. And then when you get caught up, we'll do the recap. He's like, no, no, no. I want to hang out for a minute. I want to smoke a bowl. So I'm like, well, we do. We're going to be here all day. We can smoke later. No, no, no. I'm an impatient pot smoker. <laughs> I'm like Kumar on the fucking plane to Amsterdam. I can't wait till we get all the legal weed we wanted. I have to smoke on the plane now and get us locked into Guantanamo bay where i can sample on some cock meat sandwiches that's what the fuck he wants to do so i gotta sit here in this goddamn chair now the good news is i'm indulging in some pot the bad news is i have to re-watch the hardys versus the bucks kill me fucking kill me just let me die seriously i really hope to god this is a one and done feud. Let this be it. Don't do this again. I love the Hardy, but they were showing their age in this match. Especially Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, I'm sorry. Jeff was not a good investment, ladies and gentlemen. Matt can still go because Matt knows. Say it with me, Zach. Psychology. Jeff does not. And obviously needed the Bucks, who were annoying as fuck throughout this match. They did their stupid little super kick thing where they do it where they do it like 20 times in a goddamn match. Which, of course, I always ask the question. If you got to hit somebody with super kick 20 times, is it really super? No, it's not. So we had to sit through this abortion. And then finally we get through it, and the Hardys end up winning. Mm-hmm. That's the one good thing I will say about this match is the Hardys won. Other than that, I, I felt abused when it was over. Mm-hmm. Like, just get, just get this off my fucking TV. I'm done with this feud. Can we please get the Hardys into the tag? team title picture already why are they still playing with kid gloves i am sick of this shit okay i get it you want to praise your AEW originals they ain't drawing money get your get your belts on your stars so we can take this company seriously all right on that note we move on to the next match of the evening for the aew tbs championship jay cargill defends the title against anna jay Alright, look, I really don't care for this match, but as an analyst, I'm supposed to be. It was good, but I just wish Anna J would have won. I'm tired of Jay Carr having the belt. I just don't I just don't like her. I think I just find her boring and yeah, I do for this and then okay, well you're not the first person and just let me know how much your sex change cost you. Anyways, go ahead. This was probably the best match thus far that I'd seen on this pay-per-view. You know why? I'm gonna use a gator phrase here. Oh my god, there was wrestling. There was actually fucking wrestling in this match. They were wrestling. They were working. Those were moves. They were timing everything perfectly. These girls put on a wrestling fucking clinic, and they weren't the only ones. No, they weren't the only ones. I'm going to get to the rest of them in a moment. But they were killing it. This is a great fucking match. Great fucking match. And it was good because, you know, again, it's telling the story. But here's the thing. This was my problem with this match. Why did we need interference in this match. Jay Cargill is supposed to be this big, muscular badass. She's supposed to be athletic. She's got the baddie section. She's fucking 41 and 0. Why does she need interference? What the fuck is Smart Mark Sterling doing out there? Why is John Silver out there doing the, oh, big meat man, whatever the fuck he's doing with that? You know, meaty boy. Get the fuck, just get the fuck out. Just fucking stop. Just stop. Stop. There was no reason for that shit to happen. None. Then all of a sudden, Stokely Hathaway, who we know as Malcolm Bibbins, he fucking shows up. Don't know why. Then all of a sudden, the baddies come out. You know, after this is after Jay Cargill's already re- kept her title. She got the win with the help from the interference and everything, which is, again, why is this fucking here? I don't know why. And then all of a sudden, Statlander shows up. And then uh, Ember Moon shows up, who we all know as a th- who is now going by Athena, but we know her as Ember Moon. Yeah, Athena. I did like her entrance. I was like, okay, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <sighs> Finally. But hopefully AEW do something with Amber Moon, a.k.a. Athena. I was like, look at her, huh, Athena. And I looked at it, I was like, that fits her perfectly. Yes, that's her. That, that was her name before she got to WWE. And also, I hope they do right by her in this scenario. But here's another thing I want to say to Tony Khan. I think when you start signing new talent, I think you need to focus on the women who are free agents and less on the men. Because I feel like your women's division needs more talented women in it. Because you ain't got a lot. Like I said, the women's division has always been the weakest link of AEW. So I feel like by signing women who actually know how to wrestle, who actually know how to work, and as I said before, are 
stars, you can get more bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great. So I thought it was a very good, well-done match. But here's the other issue I have. What? Now with Stokely Hathaway here, where does Smart Mark Sterling go from here? No, I don't know. Because they made it seem like she's replacing Smart Mark Sterling. And I'm going to ask the question, why would she do that? If you're 41 and 0, if you're undefeated and everything's going your way, why get rid of your representation? Clearly, they're doing a pretty damn good job. It's when the shit hits the fan that you replace your representation. Here's what I would like to have seen. Hmm. I would like to see Smart Mark Sterling come out. He fucks up by accident. And Anna Jay won the TBS championship. Then on Dynamite... <clears throat> Jade basically fires Smart Mark Sterling. Then you bring in Stokely Hathaway. Have him beat down on Mark on Smart Mark Sterling, and all of them just gather around and stomp the shit out of him. And they kick out Smart Mark Sterling. You're fired. I got new representation because you cost me my title. And now with my new representation, mm -hmm. I'm going on to bigger and better things. And I want the AEW Women's World Championship. And then you put her in that conversation. That's a better way to tell the story. But no, we got to do the debuts on the pay-per-views, which are sometimes good, but not always. I'm just saying, you know, it would, that would have been a better story. Because now you got to just randomly kick out Smart Mark Sterling for no logical reason other than you want this to be an all-black faction. That's, that's what I'm thinking when I look at this. They're, they're, they're going to pull some kind of race card and make that the case. I don't know. Hopefully it, they don't do that. I don't know what other logical reason you would put. Why would you change your representation when you're on a winning streak? Why? Logically explain to me why you would do that. The answer, there's no logic, which is pretty much 99% of AEW's booking. No logic. So other than that, great match. On that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. God, I'm going to kill myself. We have a six-man tag match. We have the House of Black versus Death Triangle with Alex Abrihantes. Uh, it was... Just a typical spot fest there, man. But you know what I love about it was um, the House of Black interest. That was actually the only entertaining thing because one of the masks caught my eye. I was like, huh, that was pretty cool. And after that, I was like, okay, here we go with this crap. I was like, well, at least they did something with the House of Black finally. But and it was a typical Halloween fest kind of thing, really. It was okay. Could have been better. Benny didn't like this. Okay, I, I want to say this right now. I need to say this right now. AW, can we please, 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 pretty please with sugar on top and ice cream in the middle and a cherry to finish it all off. Please, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, make this the end of this fucking feud already. Is it over? Is it done? Or is Julie Hart doing the miss thing going to be the new thing to add to this? And if she is joining the House of Black, Who's the female you're going to get to side with you? Because we don't do the whole guys hit girls thing in AEW, apparently. So, unless it's by accident, we'll get to that later. But, so who's the female who's going to join your fucking group? And if a female joins your group, are you really a triangle then? Mm. Is it like the death square now? Mm. Like, what the fuck? Can we, can we end this, please? The House of Black is, a, is an abomination. They are terrible to watch. They have been since day one-ish when they walked in. Malachi Black had good intentions, but sucked. He brought in Brody King, which nobody cares about. And yeah, let's bring somebody into our company named Brody. That's a smart fucking PR move. Bunch of morons. And then to top it all off, what do you do? You reinvent Pentagon and make him Pentagon Dark. And then you overshadow it with the debut of a jobber. That's what you fucking do. Fuck this whole match to death. Fuck this rivalry. Fuck this faction. Please, for the love of God, get it off my goddamn TV. I am sick of seeing this. It has not gotten better. And adding Julie Hart ain't gonna improve this. End it now. End it now. All right. I'm going to end it now, and I'll move on to the next match of the evening. I want somebody to explain this to me. We have the finals of the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Adam Cole, Bay Pussy versus Samoa Joe. Actually, to tell you the truth, I enjoy this really, really, really well. I mean, I did. I didn't care who won this thing at all. I didn't care. I like both these guys, and if uh, Samoa Joe would have won, I'm happy with it. Adam Cole won, and rightfully so. But apparently... Oh, Apparently, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do and do that. He is pulling at his ear. Um, okay, Vinny, do you have something that you want to say? Yeah, and it's going to be the same thing I say for the next match. <sighs> Based on everything that I saw in this show, why are the heels 
winning a tribute tournament. Especially, and I'm just going to skip ahead to this point, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I'll, I'll talk about the match, but I'm just going to get to this right now. You have Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Surprise, the couple wins. Then you got Tony Schiavone introducing them. Out comes Martha Hart. With the goofiest looking hat I've ever seen, and she looks she looks like a she she looks like a flower girl at a wedding that decided to also wear a bride's dress, and everybody's looking at her like she's crazy. I'm surprised she came to a wrestling event at all. Yeah, with the way that she doesn't like wrestling. Apparently, this is I I honestly think like she's talking about how we can finally celebrate Owen's legacy. It's like Martha, you could have celebrated Owen's legacy anytime you want. You just didn't because you hate Vince McMahon. Just just come out and say it, please. I, I don't hate Martha, but just come out and say, look, you're doing this to give WWE a giant middle finger that is all you're doing. Don't pretend this is about honoring your husband's legacy. I see through this shit, okay? I can see through the bullshit. Now, the other thing I want to say is this. She comes out, they have these, I thought they were going to get like an Owen Cup. Instead, they have championship belts made that are bright pink, just like Adam Cole's tights, which was the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, no straight man should be wearing that much pink. The only time a guy should be wearing pink is if it's either breast cancer awareness month or you're wearing a shirt that says, don't laugh, this is your girlfriend's shirt. Other than that, no. Just no. No, 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 no. And they're wearing these belts. Here's my question. How is a heel supposed to get their heat wearing a pink belt with Owen Hart's name on it? How do you boo that? How can you still be a heel with, that's why I'm trying to say, why are the heels winning the tournament? A tournament like this should be won by the babyface. Because the babyface can carry the belt with honor and pride. A heel cannot. Because heels are supposed to be bad guys. They're supposed to be villains. They're supposed to get their heat. You can't get your heat with a pink Owen Hart belt. Dr. Britt Baker can't do it. Adam Cole definitely can't do it. Does any logic go into these bookings or you just do whatever the fuck you want because screw it, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. It's like nobody fucking cares in this in this booking committee. No, they don't. It was a stupid move unless you're going to turn them babyface, which would make sense because they already do great as heels. Britt Baker's already established. She can't be a babyface. She's terrible at it. Adam Cole could be a babyface, but then what happens to the undisputed elite and everything else? Who would be the heels that go after them? This does not make sense sense and that's why i have an issue with it the match him and samoa joe was great but joe should have went over and then we'll move on now to the women's owen hart foundation tournament we already know who won but i'll let zach share his thoughts Britt baker versus ruby soho uh i am good match respect both women i do i do i do but ruby soho i am have as much as i hate to say this i have no interest in that one i really do not and i'm not trying to be a dick you're not being a dick you're being brutally honest I mean, like, like she's amazing she's good at what she does she's but she's here we go you're boring ruby come up with something ruby has not been interesting since she came here she is living proof that wwe doesn't always make mistakes some people just really really suck and ruby does she just does she's a decent worker but that's all she's got going for her she's not a, a title contender she's just not Sign up, but in real life, I bet she could both kick our asses in real life. Well, yeah, most wrestlers could. Or say, I was, I was like, would you say it to her face? Like, no, absolutely fucking not. Like, what? And get the shit kicked out of me, man. I'm good. That's what I'm saying. That you know, I'm not gonna try. I'm not. I'll say, I'll say whatever I want to her, but I'm not gonna pick a fight. Yeah, I. I don't pick fights with wrestlers. I ain't dumb. She has that metal punk look that I love. She's not attractive. She's not. She's a badass. As she can be. She just she needs to do something. Yeah. She hasn't done anything. She's just she's not she's not interesting in the ring. She's not delivered since she's got there. She just doesn't have the it factor. She's a good hand, but she's not somebody you put a belt on. It's she's she can't deliver at a main event level. She has one thing. Heart. Yes. I'll give her that. Again, she's a good hand. She's just not championship material. She's really not. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Uh, and that's bru- and that's being brutally honest, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, really honest, too. And, but yeah, and here's the thing, I will say, mm-hmm. in spite of all that, another great match. Mm-hmm. As I said, the women delivered. Mm-hmm. Put on a great match. Yeah, it was it was a very good match, but uh, Dr. Britt Baker uh, definitely went over. I mean, I like the Dr. Britt Baker. I do. I'm just glad she doesn't have the talent anymore, but yeah, Dr. Britt Baker cannot be a face. <laughs> And that's too good as a hill. And that's why I don't like the fact that 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 the Owen Hart tournament was won by heels. Because you can't. How are they supposed to be get their heat holding Owen Hart belts? How? How? 
Explain that to me. I would like to hear somebody tell me how you can get you can get a crowd to boo you when you're wearing a belt held by a wrestler who not only is well respected but died tragically in a ring. You want to you want to figure that you want to explain that to me? You want to give me that logic? Uh, I can't give you that logic. It makes sense right there. Exactly. So we're gonna move on from this to the next match uh, of the oh, evening. God, fuck. Yes. No. Oh God. Quite possibly the worst match of this entire fucking show. <laughs> Pretty damn close. We have American Top Team with Dan Lambert versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Cunty. Uh, Mr. Well, what this? What was this at? atrocity right here? Okay, I quit. I quit. No more. I'm done. No more. Dip, dip, dip. I'm all strike. I'm all strike. I'm all strike. I'm all strike. Why? Oh, God. Sorry, Gator. Just messing with you. What the hell was this? This is a complete waste of, how long was this? 12 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> and half the fucking time, Sam Gurman and his bimbo fucking girlfriend, Ty Conti, rather make her goof off like a bunch of dipshit high schoolers and not pay attention to the match. And he, then he can pass for Frankie uh, Kazani was getting pissed. And that's why they lost. At one point, he walked out on the fight. He eventually got back in, but only because he wanted to try and get a victory over Scorpio Sky. Here's why this match was fucking terrible. Let's, here, here, here we go. I'm going to explain this shit to you guys right now. You know why? Because nothing made sense. The match made no sense. The buildup made no sense. Because apparently, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti at one point were babyfaces against American Top Team, who were heels. No one was buying Sammy G and Ty as babyfaces. They were getting booed everywhere they fucking went, and they couldn't do anything to edit and stop it. So they decided, okay, let's switch them heel. So American Top Team turn babyface. And they're actually pretty damn good babyfaces. It was great. It was well done. It was magic. But then Scorpio Sky turns on Frankie Kazarian. Why? Why? What fucking reason? To make American Top Team stronger? It made no sense. And then Sammy and Ty get involved and all of a sudden they go back to being babyfaces. So they're entering this match as babyfaces. But the whole fucking time they're behaving like heels. Ty's coming out as Maleficent. Sammy's coming out looking like Maleficent's gay brother. And they're having incest moments, apparently. Oh, my God. And then, at one point, Scorpio Sky ends up looking good. Ethan, here's how shitty Sammy and Ty are as human beings. They made Ethan Page likable. You know how difficult that is? When Ethan Page is actually likable next to Sammy G and Ty, who are making out their half the fucking match. They're, they're barely putting on, doing it on show. They're doing all this stupid shit. Nothing's making sense. And then, finally, Scorpio Sky gets a victory over Frankie Kazarian, which means now, as long as Sky is champion, Kazarian and Guevara cannot challenge for the TNT Championship. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see Kazarian get another shot, but at least Sammy G's away from the fucking title for a while. But then, there's a backstage interview with Scorpio Sky, talking about how he's glad to be rid of them, and all of a sudden, Dante Martin shows up and says, just because they can't challenge the title doesn't mean I can't. Now it's like, great. The most dull, boring person on the fucking roster is about to get a shot at the TNT Championship. Benny? Yeah? Question. But if he wins, are you going to throw things or cry? I'm going to throw things. I'm not going to fucking cry. It's not going to make me fucking cry. I ain't that emotional of a person. Sometimes I wonder, but no, no, no. This match was pointless. I hated it, D. Martin. If you win, I want to... Anyways, moving on. Yeah, this was stupid. So we move on to the next match of the evening. Okay. We have <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. Meh. 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 I mean, as the analyst, like, for a couple matches, I somewhat enjoyed it. Darby Allen, I'm trying to like you, but, dude, I swear, you're going to end up in a fucking wheelchair. Kyle right? KOR, good for you. Fuck you, emo fuck. KOR, I like you. Darby, meh. This dude almost killed himself in this I match. know, I saw that. You and I were watching. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then I was like... He, like, clipped the bottom uh, rope and he was diving out because, again, he's doing stupid shit. He shouldn't be fucking doing it, almost crippling himself. Kyle O'Reilly basically carried this fucking match because he brought the wrestling into the match while Darby did most of his stupid shit. So thank you, Kyle, for making this a decent match, but it's not a match I would watch again. Hell no, man. It was nine minutes and 50 seconds, which is how long it needed to fucking be. Yeah, pretty much. Any longer than that would be abuse. Absolutely, sir. Moving on? Yes. So we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the AEW Women's World Championship. Thunder Rosa defends the title 
against Serena Deeb. I can't believe what I'm about to say. Benny, you are right once again. The women performed that performed the men this time. This was actually really fucking good. Serena Deeb, boring as hell to me, but in the ring day, uh, well, last night, uh, was actually, she very impressed me, but Thunder Rosa, one, two, three, roughly so. But Serena Deeb put up one hell of a fucking fight. She fucking crushed it. Both of them did. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I kept thought there was not too many, there was so many kicks, there was finishes, but a lot of submissions. Did you see that? Yeah, dude, there were a fuck ton of submissions. Like, back and forth, it looked like either one could have got a submission victory at any minute. Like, these two were amazing, had amazing chemistry and showed what women's wrestling can be. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah, that was actually good. That was really good. I was impressed. Serena didn't impress me until now. Yeah, I mean, she's been decent for the most part. She just had a really bad promo work on the Go Home show. But as a wrestler, she's been, always been great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Serena D against Jay Cargill should happen soon. No, uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jay Cargill should happen soon. Okay, never mind. You're right. I'm wrong. I would say that, except for the fact that she's still the TBS champion. So in that case, you know... Serena Deeb would be the reasonable opponent, but I think she's already lost to Jade, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think she's on the 41 and 0 uh, list. I don't know if they're gonna have that or not, but she's literally like 41 and 0, and we're gonna see where this fucked up rivalry goes. But anyway, uh, props to these women again. This is the last women's match on the card, so I'm just gonna say one more time: the women fucking delivered on this paper. Yeah, they did actually. They were the most watchable. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Oh, Anarchy in the arena <laughs> match. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, and Santana and Ortiz. Wow. Vinny? Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. This was bloody as I doubt. This is how you do a fucked up hardcore match. No flippy, flippy shit, dude. There was fucking started bleeding, and there was people stabbing people in the eye with forks and tables and chairs. I was, I was like, there was no ladders. No, no, no ladders, right? You see no, no. no. Thank God. I don't, I don't like ladder matches. But when it comes to tables and chairs and baseball bats and kendo sticks and oh, this was so good. So I was like, hell yeah. After a shitty day, you just went to watch it. Those motherfuckers. Oh, bless their fucking heart and body. They put each other through hell. But I'm not really happy with who won. Here's the thing. I'm totally okay with it. I mean, I am too. I would, I'm I'm happy with the JS winning, but I wish the Blackpool Comic Club would have won instead. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be great if they won too. Don't get me wrong. But I liked it. It was like, you know, in the end, they just choked out Brian Danielson. It was a technical submission, so... He never tapped out, but he had to pass out because he, they had like a, they had like a, I think it was a wall to Jericho, and they were like choking him with the, with the rope or something. The point is, they, the point is, they choked him, they, they choked out Daniel to where he could not stand up anymore. Yeah, basically true. So. I mean, it was great. Like there was, it was action packed. It was great, oh. and you knew it was gonna be good because Justin Roberts is like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. <laughs> this shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> you and I looked at each other like, wait a minute, I don't think he's ever done that before. No. We're like, wait a minute. He has I not. Like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. If I would have done the same thing, it's like you hear all these wrestlers and how dangerous they are, how good they are. I was like, uh, oh shit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna see a effing bub. I would say effing bub bloodbath and walk away. I'm like, okay, I'm coming up here on top to get away. Hey, yeah. how to get into a helicopter and you fly away? You can see John Moxley finally trying to pound out, hanging off a helicopter. I was like, but it was brutal how good it was. Yes, and the only way to win was by pinfall or submission in the ring, <sighs> which normally I would be like. If it's anarchy in the arena, why would the pinfall or submission have to happen in the ring? But then it hit me hmm. why that had to happen. Because I was thinking it's anarchy in the arena, right? Falls count anywhere. But there's too many fucking people. You have to have different refs everywhere. Sure. So I get that. That's why they had to do it in the ring and to keep it more organized. So that way you don't, have, you don't have like five referees all over the goddamn building. You have to get it in the ring. So that way the referee, all he has to do is count the pinfall or record the submission. So that had to work. So I got that. If there wasn't so many people, if it was a one-on-one -on -one match and there's anarchy in the arena, I'd be like, you better make this shit false count anywhere. But you can't do that with five people. It's way too disorganized. Way too disorganized. So... But it was bloody, it was brutal, it was violent, it was different. Again, it's different from everything else you've seen. Not a lot of high spots, no flippy shit, mm -hmm. just let's beat the fuck out of people and bleed. Mm -hmm. And, out of this entire night, other than this match, Zach, where else did you see blood? Nowhere. Correct! And that's how the fuck you're supposed to do it. Very, very true. Pick a match, 
that you want that you need to have a lot of blood in and make that your match now you might have two maybe three tops depending like there's 12 matches on this card so if two matches have blood in them it's not that bad but you can't have every match on the card with fucking blood on it and you can't overdo it so this is a match that needed blood yes it did and we had it yes we did perfect perfect so on that note we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Jurassic Express with Christian Cage defend the title against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Team Taz. Powerhouse House Ricky Starks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say it was a filler. It was just there. I'm tired of Jester's having the titles. I wish they went to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, but it didn't want to do that. So apparently, I'm gonna let Mr. Vinny Bucci take over on this one. All right. All right. This was a golden opportunity to take the belts off Jurassic Express. Mm -hmm. There were moments where you could have ended this match and had it work to where it could lead to a breakup. Whether it's Christian turning on them or Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus turning on each other or whatever. It's going to be great. Like, hell, when Christian had, like, Jungle Boy on his shoulders, I thought he was going to fall backwards like Batista did to Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's a beatdown on, you know, Jungle Boy. Or, like, Luchasaurus comes at him and Christian takes out Luchasaurus and he just ditches these guys because they're fucking losers or whatever. There was a way to make this go easily. But instead, you allowed Jurassic Express to keep the belts for no reason other than you must have a shitty tag division when you don't. Like, how long do you want these title reigns to go in AEW? Does every title reign have to be six months to a fucking year? Because at some point, a, a title reign is going to get stale. And Jurassic Express, about as stale as it gets. There's no reason to keep this team together. Christian is basically wasting his time. He's just standing there. He ain't doing nothing. Keith Lee and Swerve, they deserve better. You got Team Taz. They need some fucking goal other than that FTW bullshit title that nobody even fucking wants to see. It's not even recognized as an actual belt. It's for goddamn ridiculous. And of course, the Triple Threat Tag Team match, which means it's a clusterfuck waiting to happen. And that's exactly what it was. A 17 minute, 15 second clusterfuck that didn't need to be here and just took up space. Zach, you got anything you want to add? No, absolutely not. It was just there. It was boring. Uh, I'm tired of Jasper Express, even though I love him to death. I do, I do, I do. But it's time for them to drop the titles. They held it too long. So, moving on. Yes, we are now moving on to the main event oh, of the evening for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page defends the title against C. M. Punk. Absolutely fantastic, Vinny. Stellar. Yeah, stellar. It was great. I mean, it was really, really good. It was constantly back and forth, but some way, I think, uh, at the end, uh, Paige's knee buckled during the case she used the Buckshot Lariat, allowing Punk to form the GTS and win the title. And this is uh, Punk's very first win since 2013, but rightfully fucking so. Everybody knew that uh, uh, CM Punk was going to win this. Yeah, and just to clarify what he means by that is he means his first world championship win since 2013. Because the last time he that was the last time he held a title in WWE. Because that was when he was the WWE champion and he lost the belt to The Rock. So that was the last time CM Punk held a world championship in wrestling. So now he's the AEW champion and you know he should have been champion when he came in. But of course everybody wanted to wait and wait and wait for him to hold a championship. Now he's got it. And as much as I love Adam Page, it needed to happen. They were treating Adam Page with such disrespect as the world champion. He deserved better than what he got. But I'm hoping that with CM Punk as the world champion, the world title is finally going to get the fucking respect that it deserves. Because they had a great story with Adam Page, and they fucked it up royally. Adam Page, in my view, did nothing wrong. It was a result of booking and everybody drooling over the goddamn TNT championship. Like, it's supposed to mean something. It don't. It's a secondary title that means nothing. Your world title is supposed to be the most prestigious prize in the industry, and you don't treat it like that. And you had a great champion in Adam Page, and you fucked it up. I wouldn't blame Adam Page if he went to WWE when his contract expired. Because AEW did him so dirty. It's pathetic. But CM Punk's the champion now, so I look forward to seeing where he goes from here. Expect this title reign to last quite a while. Uh, it's going to be a while before we see CM Punk without that belt. But I look forward to seeing what challenges are going to come his way. Uh, and, of course, the, like I said, the match was stellar. There was counters. There was, you know, use of finishers. Although CM Punk botched the uh, Buckshot Lariat, which made it look bad. Mm -hmm. 
Because he, like, plopped on his knees, but still had it at the clothesline. So, like, Adam Page still having to sit there and wait for the clothesline. I'm sorry. If you go for the buckshot lariat for a move like that and you collapse, I'm calling an audible. I'm not sitting there for another extra two minutes while you get your shit together before you hit me. Which is another thing that happened in the Hardys-Bucks match when Jeff went for the whisper in the wind and his uh -huh. foot got messed up. And the person still sat there and took the move. Uh -huh. It's like, no. Uh -huh. you, you, If you can't do it in one fluid motion, I'm not going to sit there because I'm not going to look stupid while you do a move you shouldn't be doing in the first fucking place. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. I think, it, I, think it, I think it makes everybody look stupid when you do that. But outside of that, great match. Main event did what it needed to do. It tore the house down. Adam Page, hopefully, is going to get some level of respect from this. I don't know where he's going to go from here. And that's what I'm most intrigued about. Where? What's the next thing he's going to go for? He's already a former tag team champion. He's got the world title. Where does he go next? Does he go for the TNT title? I mean, Scorpio Sky is going to need some challengers because I know Dante Martin ain't going to take that belt. If I was Adam Page, I'd go for TNT next. I would too. It'll be a tag team again. Put, yeah, but who would he team with? Hopefully, if they do, put him with somebody. We'll have to find somebody on the roster. It's not going to be Kenny Omega again. I know that much. I doubt it'll be Kenny Omega. But um, either way, uh, this overall, this was a great pay-per-view. It was. It was actually worth it. I wasn't throwing things all the time. Yeah. There was only a few matches on here that were really, really shitty. <laughs> the rest of them were very good. Very good. I might not have liked the finish of some of them, but as far as match quality... It was great. This is a, overall a great pay-per-view. That it was, sir. That it was. That it was. That it was. And get this. It's not even that late now, is it? No. It's only 7 o'clock. At the time that we're recording yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, guys. 7 o'clock. So after this, I'm going home. And uh, what do you think I'm going to do? You're going to smoke more weed. And you're going to drink more liquor. And you're going to pass the fuck out on your bed. You could have said it even better, my friend. No, I couldn't have. Nope. Nope. I did the, we did this for a reason. Just to, I don't be I don't want to be out that late anyways. Well, it's not just that. We want we wanted to get the recap out for the fans. But we're we had to do what we had to do here. because I was out of town. Which we'll yeah. talk about that on the variety show. Yeah, we'll do that probably here in about what a week or so. Well, we'll yeah. we'll have another variety show coming out. We're not gonna we're probably not gonna do one this week because we got too much shit to do. But it's on the way. And boy, ladies and gentlemen, do we have a lot to talk about? Oh, it's gonna be a controversial one. If oh. you're easily offended, don't listen. Don't listen. We're gonna don't get. Don't listen. I would have warned you because I'm gonna get pissed. Oh yeah. If if you don't if you if you got thick skin, tune in. If you got thin skin, wait till next time. Or tune out and don't listen. All right. That leaves y'all to wrap up uh, this recap of AEW uh, Double or Nothing 2022. Zach, as always, thank you for taking time. Hey, busy schedule. Join me. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. Of course, I'll be here. I don't have a choice. I'll be on the phone. But maybe one day I'll show up back up to HQ because it's more convenient for me. Yeah, and it, and it makes it, it makes the show go by a lot easier. So make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com/slash The Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. You can check out the mail soap opera moment it's moment as well as uh my vincenzo the butler interview and of course we'll have a male soap opera moment episode coming out later this week because hell in a cell is this sunday so the wednesday i'll be getting together to recap wrestlemania backlash and give our predictions for hell in a cell so make sure you guys check that out on our facebook page also make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at the boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos check out our youtube channel with our great youtube video content we've been talking a lot about owen hart uh, lately on this show you can check out our review of the final days of owen hart from boochcast reviews dark side of the ring uh that's on our youtube channel you can check that out as well as some other great ones and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when new video content will be posted we got some coming on the horizon also make sure you follow us on twitch Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. And one of two ways we're going to do this. Either A, I'll be doing one with Buff Bagwell from Nashville, Tennessee. We'll be at StarCast that weekend. Now, you might hear Tampa Bay Comic Con on some of these other ones. It's because they were recorded in advance before we got booked for StarCast and had to cancel uh, Comic Con. So I apologize for that confusion. But we will be at StarCast in Nashville, Tennessee. So we might do a watch party from the hotel. Uh, but if we're unable to do that, then the team will do one from here in Georgia when they get together to watch SummerSlam. So either way, Saturday, July 30th, be on the lookout for WWE SummerSlam watch party. 
live at 8 p.m. Also, we're gonna have our D&D show coming out. I know I say that all the time, but I promise you it is coming. We just got so much shit we're working on. We got our Boochcast booking battle and another special event for Twitch that I will announce very soon. Uh, I was gonna have Zach work on his part for it, but we got a lot to do tonight. So next time I have him here in the studio, he'll be doing his preparations for that big event. So make sure you guys are ready for it. When we announce it, it's gonna be it's going to be huge. Also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at for a monthly contribution. Your fir- the first level is 99 cents per month. This is an option that you can take if you don't have a lot of money to spend. I know you guys got bills to pay, mouths to feed. You know, the last thing we'd ever ask you guys to do is break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel pressured or guilt-tricked or obligated to give us money if you don't have it you know if you if you can just listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know you're still helping us out and we still appreciate it but if you still want to put a little skin in the game and help us out the 99 cents level is for you because it's only 99 cents most y'all ain't gonna miss it but it still helps us out a great deal because every little bit allows us to keep the Boochcast moving and thriving and growing and evolving also we have the second level you can donate at which is for $4.99 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And, of course, we have the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. To that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You got to pay with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some way, shape, or form. We use it to fund different things for this Boochcast. What we do is we use it to upgrade our equipment, we use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed this soulless ginger here ramen noodles, and we try. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, we're trying. No, Yes, we do. We're no, trying. We are trying you very, very don't. hard. You're we are trying with chicken. very low success. <laughs> But we're trying, your money can help us get him laid. For just 99 cents a month, you can get some pussy for a stray ginger whose balls are bluer than the sky. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>